You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to another episode of the Quarter Life Crisis. As usual, I'm Soraya. And I'm Daryl. And on this episode, we're taking you on a walk down memory lane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mainly because I just got out of the literal quarter life. I just turned 26. And Soraya, your birthday just passed too, right? Don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just turned 31, but I still feel 25. So I'm still in my quarter life. I'm younger than you, Daryl. That's all that matters. All that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, let's start off by talking about how we were like as kids mm, little Soraya who peed in her pants the first week of being in standard one I shat in my pants a few times <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about that no, I don't know I don't know but I didn't shit my pants in school uh, in kindergarten a lot <laughs> did your parents put you in a diaper then no 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 Oh, this was kindergarten last This was all accidental like... or <laughs> oh, no. I didn't know where the toilet was and I was too shy to ask. Or... I was also too shy to ask because the teacher yeah. was notoriously scary one. Yeah. Yeah. So this all happened. But anyway, toilet issues aside, let's get back to why we decided to record this particular episode. Uh, Daryl, you suggested today's topic. What prompted the idea? Getting out of 25 this year actually made me ponder a lot about the 25 years that I've had. Actually, you know, how much of impact has it made? How much different of a person I've been and the bulk of the appreciation I would give to is to my grandparents after thinking for so long I think the reason why I am who I am today not just in terms of achievements but in terms of the personalities the things that I like is very much influenced by my grandparents why is because ever since I was a toddler up until I finished school I was actually raised by them finished school as in primary school or secondary form five. Oh wow yeah so so the thing is both my parents work so my grandparents look after me my grandmother at home cooked lunch and dinner you know when I was much younger she used to look after us as kids and then as we got older my grandfather started sending us to tuition classes anything before working hours is all my grandfather Mm -hmm. and grandmother and yeah so all those things that we spoke in my hobbies episode that I picked up as a kid art class karate and music lessons and all most of the time my grandfather is doing the up and down one big turning point for me in terms of who I want to be happened when I was 16 when my grandfather actually passed away so when my grandfather passed away it hit me quite bad because he was a very big influence especially when it comes to music and stuff he was a very strong supportive figure in my family when it came to things like that and when I lost him there was a certain sense of yeah now who am I going to turn to because yeah I'm close to my father I'm close to my parents I'm close to my grandmother as well but then again my grandfather was the guy who I could go to when it comes to chill stuff like when I want to talk about music when I want to talk about school life and especially booze because my (laughs) grandfather loved booze my (laughs) grandfather liked beer a lot and he's the one that actually you know okay maybe it's not half as bad as everyone says you know he's the Uh, one who give you your first beer kind of thing in my baby bottle actually yeah as a kid he gave me a few sips wow and immediately Immediately you were like, yes. No, I was... No. What is milk? 
I just want beer all the time. <laughs> Back then, it's like, ah, disgusting. Oh. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, slowly later, mm, now I know why he likes it so much. <laughs> oh we were just consistently drunk during a childhood. And I go, is that how it was? <laughs> so that's the bulk of my, I mean, as far as can remember, la, schooling time. La. Oh. How was it like for you? My parents were great. I think they really wanted kids and they really wanted to shape them in a way that allowed us to be the happiest and most, I guess, exposed culturally. So that's really what they set up to do. Like I remember my, my childhood days were a blur of like ballet, piano, kung fu. Really? You yeah, did that? I did kung fu and ballet at the same time and I hated them both. <laughs> Kung fu. I remember I hated my kung fu class so much. What did you do? I, I went and had a crush on my classmate. That's all <laughs> I did. I didn't do anything else. I went and had a crush on my classmate. And I remember there was, I hated it so much. It was Mother's Day and I told my mom, I lied to my mom, oh, I don't want to go for kung fu class. I just want to spend time with you because it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Such she bullshit. fell for it. She fell for it. She's <laughs> like, oh, that's so sweet. Kids be like, yes, don't have to go to kung fu class. <laughs> Not like we did anything special for her also. But yeah, they were always... I mean, like we went for chess classes, Mandarin class. That one was... Chess a f- classes. Yeah. Mandarin class, which was... I think it was like 10 years of learning Mandarin, all of which produced nothing. What else did we learn? You name it, we learned it. But it was great. They were also very conscious about exposing us to worldviews and we were raised with also a lot of music at home. I still remember them playing like a different sort of genre every night at dinner. Oh, wow. So like one night we would have like pop music from the 60s and then another night we would listen to jazz. Another night it would be like swing and big band. Another night would be classical. And then, you know, they were like taking us to the MPO and like exposing us to classical music even and all kinds of genres because yeah, they would take us for classical music exposure and class but in the car my dad would be playing like Born to be Wild by mm-hmm. Stephen Wolf right? so it's very really really varied and they were very adamant that we were sent to a public school and that we were educated in Malay they didn't want to send us to a Chinese school because they wanted us to also mix with a variety of right, okay. people from different backgrounds so I really appreciate that to this day I mean look at my name la. <laughs> can you imagine a Soraya Sunitra Kisiangin in a Chinese school <laughs> but yeah that was my childhood that was my childhood so what was your teen teenage life like oh my god my teenage I still cringe because as with any school there are cliques and I always wondered what can I do to be part of that clique it was so embarrassing actually like I would buy the <laughs> shoes the same brand of shoes that they wore uh-huh. thinking that it would automatically upgrade me obviously it didn't I thought it was my glasses because I was a nerd and I wore huge pink glasses when I first joined <laughs> and I got teased a lot and called grandma so I thought maybe if I take them off I'll be cool so you wore lenses no I wore Walked around blind <laughs> for two years. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't but see you don't wear glasses shit. now. Yeah, because I got contact lenses and okay, okay. in form four, and I still wasn't cool. So how? <laughs> so I mean, I walked around blind, not not totally blind, like I mean, shapes, whatever. Hold up three fingers. I kind of know what you're holding up, but and then I would wear them in class, lah. It is true, like that is the time of your life where you really struggle with image and who you are. And mm. I didn't realize it back then. I can only identify it now, looking back, that I was in sort of an image crisis, and it's like. But I want to be just like them. When now that I'm an adult, it doesn't even matter who right, I was exactly. back in high school. And what about you? I mean, remember, <laughs> you told me you were a loser. So I guess our well, high school selves would have been friends. <laughs> probably, la, probably. But I think my high school life, like what you said about struggling with identity and stuff like that. I think until today, I still find it really hard to come to terms to who I was when I was a teenage guy. Oh. Because I always thought that I was a loser. I mean, like, I didn't have trouble fitting in with friends and all. I guess maybe because I put zero effort in making clicks and stuff like that. But, like, I had a 
very good bunch of friends which I already had. So like I've never went out and tried to do all this kind of stuff. But then again, I started in a boys' school. Every now and then, there's this occasional oh, let's go and try and meet the girls from yeah. the other schools or with teachers. And there's like all. always one across the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean like if there's a boys' school, definitely the girls' there's school. There's a girls' somewhere school somewhere. It's always <laughs> like that. And like you know, it's typical lah. You know, coming from boys' school, technically we should make friends with the girls from the girls' school, right? Yeah, we're so, prom together. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's the occasional that, and I've had some friends, not girlfriend, girlfriends, but female friends. But until today, I still struggle to accept the fact that I was very, very awkward around mm. people who are not my clique. Every time I think of that time of my life when I was a teenager, I cringe mainly because that, and also I think my parents. I'm not blaming them or whatever, but they were very protective over me. Mm. So when it came to like going out yeah. or something like that, I always wasn't included. I mean, when I got older, I slowly sort of became a rebel. I sort of like sneaked my way out of the overprotectiveness of my parents. But at that time, I don't think so. I had the typical teenage life which everyone would have imagined. You know, like you know, after school, skip class, go to CC, <laughs> yeah. or sneak stuff inside school. I was a very by the book kind of a person. So were I, you a prefect? I was the assistant head prefect. Oh my god! <laughs> Not just the prefect, huh? <laughs> <laughs> prefect. Yeah, so I was... Straight-laced and... Yeah, so I was a very studious kid. Mainly because I think my parents sort of like, you know, hardwired me. This is what you need to do. I didn't have time to play around either because like my whole schooling life, especially my secondary life, I was packed with tuition classes. I remember when you was coming to SPM, I had seven tuitions a week. Seven tuition classes and then mind like, you, there's the karate class, there's yeah. the art class, there's the Sunday school and stuff like that. So I had a very, very, very busy teenage life which... I don't want to relieve. I would never want to go back to school because overall, I didn't have a good experience. I hated teachers. I hated the things that they did to me. Yeah, like I said, you know, I had problem with authority mainly mm. even back in school. And even assistant head prefect, I got into so much trouble because I was always the rebel. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so at a certain point in your high school life, you stopped being so by the book and you ended up being a rebel. Yeah, because stop being by the book as in being a yes man, but I was still a very studious person. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, my turning point when it came to studiousness to what I am now is when I actually worked pretty hard for my SPMs and I've got good results and then I didn't get a scholarship or I didn't get anything out of it. Oh, did you apply? Everything oh. that, that was out there applied but I didn't get anything oh, in return. No. At that point, it really hit me because, you know, as a kid, your parents always told you, study hard, can be whoever you want. You, be, you could be driving a Porsche, you could yeah. be driving a Ferrari in the future with a degree and stuff like that. How true is it right now? It's <laughs> not happening. But then again, at that point in time, you're so brainwashed to having the perfect SPM result because you think that determines your future. Mm. And then it didn't. I mean, SPM felt like a whole world, a whole life. Yeah. yeah that's and my dad also gave me the option, how about you go back to school for STPM? Probably your STPM could help you get a scholarship. And I'm like, hell no, I stayed in school long enough and like that's it. So that sums up my teenage life. It, was, it had its ups and downs. The biggest up was getting my SPM result and hearing my mom cry in joy for the first time. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> How many A's did you get? I had 10 A's. Seven, oh my god, seven, <laughs> seven A plus and three A's. And oh where god. has that brought me right now? <laughs> you know, all this talk of our teenagers also reminds me of how at that time in my life I was kind of a latchkey kid 
What is that? Kind of left to your own devices. My parents both worked, right? And they were both super busy. And so many days, like, they're like, okay, you go with that transporter. Uncle, uncle will come and pick you up and take you to tuition. And then you come back from tuition and then you just do your work and practice piano. And then parents will come back. And my mom was so busy. There was a lot of like tapawing food. Mm. And I remember they would subscribe to like a food catering service. Mm. Your mom worked as well. Uh. Yeah. But some might say, that then I grew up not really needing my parents so much and I feel that so impact you're independent now. La, technically yeah because we, they were not there we would come back from school everything we had to kauti ourselves right so mm. in a sense it's good because my brother yeah. and I we had to become independent we had to learn things really quickly but on the other hand did it mean that we were not so close to our parents I think unfortunately that was a side effect mm. and I do kind of regret that I kind of wish that we were close like we're close but there are things that I don't want to talk about with them because all the things you go through all the heartache of being a teenager <laughs> They weren't there for that. I'm sure they wanted to be, but we just got so used to them not being there that we're like, oh, no, no, no need to tell you lah. Why do I need to tell you all this anguish? I think it was for me, it is similar for me, but in my case, I was not to say distant from them. In my case, I didn't want to share with them because they always overreact. Because uh, part of my teenage issues were them. Them yeah. refusing to accept that I was growing up, my sister right. was growing up. So both of us had similar issues, mm-hmm. but we share the same repercussions lah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like up until today, I don't share so much stuff with my parents either. Yeah. Because, okay, like, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but other than that, there's a lot of things in my life that goes on which I don't share with right. my parents at all. Yeah, but it's funny how even my feelings, I don't like revealing it. I don't like them seeing that I am sad or anything. Yeah, mm. I don't even like that. But I mean, it did help me become independent. Like, pros and cons, right? But in retrospect, thinking of your independence, I was very much different because my grandparents did everything for me. Even coming down to like washing the plates because I was always told, no, 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 don't wash this, leave it there, I'll wow. do it. This Simple is such a... Grandmothers, like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Grandmothers just want, they want the best for their grandkids. Yeah, and my grandmother never lets anyone help her clean mm. the house or anything like that and she's not one to complain like, yeah, yeah. she's like I want to do it because <laughs> only me can do it right <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. that's right it becomes sort of a maybe more of a micromanaging thing it's like you're yeah. gonna mess up so I'm gonna do it so I slowly became independent after I actually moved out but I mean you're still independent so it's like it doesn't even matter like you know that your grandparents did everything for you because yeah. you're just as independent as I am I'm very very sure we are both equally independent <laughs> I'm sure right so those were our teenage years uh, I guess we now move on to our college years Wait, if you didn't do STPM, then what did you do? So I did my foundation in UTP. So immediately after SPM, I was lucky enough that my parents agreed that, okay, fine, we will pay for your education, but you also apply for PTPTN lah. Mm. So I did that and I did my foundation in engineering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly because I had the interest in cars and I oh, yes. thought I wanted to make that my career. Mm. And yeah, so, and I thought foundation was the best thing to do because it's a general engineering field. So you could do anything, any other engineering after that. So I did that for about a year and I stayed on with the same university until I graduated with my degree. Mm. And my college years, I think until now, I felt was the best part of my 25 years because mm. I met the most amazing people there. And because like that place, it was very much much different from your urban university life because it was very rural. It was in Trono. Trono, yeah. Yeah, it's like out of nowhere. And then you live in dorms and you live practically with the same people who actually came in from foundation up until you graduate. So it's the same bunch of people that I've met from the first few days of college. All the way to the end. graduated together Mm -hmm. five years later. And yeah, I still live with them right, right now. I mean like it was great for me because I really enjoyed the college, college 
privileged life. Living together, looking after yourself. We didn't have many urban privileges like, you know, bars and stuff like that. Only a, a handful of us had cars. At that place, at that time, you don't have Grab or anything. You got to rent your cars. Every time you wanted to go back, you had to buy train tickets and the train station is about half an hour drive away. So there's all these challenges that actually made really, really good experiences and really good friends out of it. So I think that part of my life was something which I wouldn't mind relieving again. I mean, aside from the studying, I would not want to do engineering <laughs> again. I wish I studied something else, but I wouldn't trade anything for the experience which I had in uni. As you were saying all of that, mm. I was just like, yes, 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 nodding along in my head because that was my uni experience as well. I would not have changed anything. Mm. Um, I studied exactly what I wanted to study, which was English literature. did a minor in creative writing. It was a dream come true. La. University was a dream come true. Going to... It was the opposite like you were in Toronto and you were in New York mine was in like the heart of New York City (laughs) and it was chaos and after a while yes people start to rub you the wrong way when Mm. your neighbours are screaming at each other at 4am you're a monster really oh my god this is too much yeah I think in my case I was the one screaming just to annoy people (laughs) around (laughs) but yeah I would say that university days were the best because of the experiences and I think that was when my intellectual curiosity was at its peak Mm. I have to say when you're constantly exposed to all these different aspects of an education in so many ways right Right. and you know I was doing the most reading I was doing the most critical analysis it was so it was very different from what I had come from Mm. and it was just the people right I mean I still remember like parties in the dorm and people like disappear and you find them the next morning they fell asleep in the stairwell after hooking up there being in the city you know you go out and then you come out of the club at 5am and you go and stumble to your favourite like shawarma stand and it's just things like that I can't do that you can never get that back you can't get that back well, I've never experienced it but I'd love to experience it but at this point I think I'm way too old for that <laughs> that's the thing it's like I would I want to go back to school I thought about going back and doing my masters but I'm like mm. oh my god and be around kids again like students go ahead, do it part time ah, that shouldn't stop me but it's <laughs> funny like thinking about the person I was then and the yeah. person I am now I'm still that person but there are parts of me now that think whoa I don't know if I could like I went for like, a music festival mm. and I randomly met a dude and he's like I'm flying back to my college tomorrow in Colorado but let's hang out the whole night so we're like running around on broad Wait, yeah, that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> it's like, go home, okay, what am I going to cook for dinner? It is so different. There's a spontaneity and a youthful abandon that you have about your college days. Well, for me, I think, like you said about that intellectual curiosity. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it wasn't much of a curiosity for me, but I guess at that point in time, I wanted to try something different because like I said, like the repercussions of that SPM thingy, it was there. So I didn't want to be that studious guy again. So I wasn't the top of my class. I was a very average student. I deliberately, is it? Deliberately. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, because I wanted to do other stuff as well. I mean, not like I was slacking just for fun, but I didn't focus so much on my studies because at the end of the day, I knew I could be a first class honor student and I could be a second class honor student. At the end of the day, after I graduate, I'm still going to be jobless. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because like, it doesn't mean like a first class honor student is going to get paid like a K more than me off the bat in your first job. So it, it didn't mean much to me. And the only thing I wanted to do is graduate. And because also midway, I noticed that this wasn't what I wanted to do. And I was already so much 
in, might as well just get it done with, right? But then again, my whole college life, like I said, there's a lot of things which I tried. I joined organizations. If I'm not mistaken, this one time I actually took part in a Bangra performance. <laughs> I hope there's a video of that floating no, around somewhere. <laughs> I never danced anymore after that. <laughs> well, in college, I also started writing. I wrote and edited for a university magazine. I joined this organization called Isaac. I went for a student exchange. I was volunteer teacher in Poland for four months. Mm. Towards the end of my, my college years, I was focusing on my dissertation and basically the last year especially me and my friends we hit that point where we know like after this we're not going to spend as much time as we would wish towards the last year we spent a lot of time together we went for parties we went to Ipoh a lot because it's our closest hotspot yeah so I guess since then oh yeah I took two internships to broaden my horizon and little did I know one of that extra internship which I did actually helped me bring me to where I am now because back then when I realized that I didn't want to do engineering I realized I wanted to do media. So I joined BFF. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's and right. I, I didn't think so far that I would think that thing on my resume would actually help me. But I actually did. By having that company on my resume, I actually was able to venture out to the media industry much easier. Mm. Yeah, which is how I landed a job here. Oh, yeah, because you had radio experience. Because of BFM. But yeah, thankfully to that, it sort of, you know, had a domino effect to where I am right now, in, which I'm very, very thankful about. La. Yeah, your internships actually can really um, solidify certain things for you. Yeah. My most memorable internship was in actually the newspaper, The Sun. And they oh, treated right. the interns just like regular reporters. They were like, go to that press conference and get me a story. How? It was like, you know, 19 years old. How? But you just go, you do it, you write. And that time, I think we didn't have smartphones yet. So mm-hmm. I was literally writing an article on like, I wrote it on my phone and sent it as like an SMS to someone who had an iPod. <laughs> No, I don't know what she had. An MP3 player that has a function with... In- oh my God. I don't- <laughs> That's how we somehow got the story to our editor and then he published it. I still don't know how he did that. Can't imagine doing that now. Now it's so easy. You just I could write a story on this phone and get it published, but not back then. And we mm. were I had no car. So it was like hopping from train to train. There was no grab. It was like a different life. La, but it was so important for really crystallizing my interest in being in the media. La. Media, journalism, broadcasting and all of that. So yeah, internships matter, guys. <laughs> So, you know, we've kind of taken you <laughs> through Sajarah, Daryl, Dan, Soraya. <laughs> You've, you know, basically heard the long-winded stories from both of us about how we got to where we are today, how, you know, what shaped us into the people that we are and where we are today, really. If you want to know who we are today, I guess basically you just need to take a listen to any of our previous yeah, episodes. just binge <laughs> all of it if you wish. <laughs> this entire episode was a plug to get you to listen to all of our previous episodes. <laughs> but yeah, that wraps up another episode of the quarter life crisis and if you like our intros and outros you can always check out the person who actually made it for us you can check him out on instagram nidusmas music n-i-d-u-s-m-a-s-m-u-s-i-c if you're wondering what nidusmas is it's samsudin backwards music we'll be back with more interesting topics in the coming episodes stay tuned my name is daryl i'm soraya until next time bye